0: Welcome to Tech Talk for Teachers. I'm your host, Paul Beckerman. Check it out. Check it out. Check it out. Check it out. What's in the toolkit? What is in the toolkit? What's in the toolkit? Check it out. The topic of today's episode is managing emails. It seems like email is at once both a curse and a godsend. It allows us to quickly shoot off important messages without needing to run down the hall and speak to somebody in person after you actually found them, of course. It also provides a really nice record of correspondence when you need to go back and find that web address or that person's name. At the same time, the sheer number of emails we receive in a day can be crushing. It can take an entire prep period just to go through the inbox, separate the junk from the important content, and maybe even respond to a couple of the most pressing messages. It's no wonder that we sometimes refer to being buried in an email blizzard or being sentenced to email jail. Email's probably not going away anytime soon, though, so it's important that we learn some strategies to help us manage it effectively and efficiently. So in this podcast episode, I'm going to share four strategies that both you and your students can use to bring some sanity back to the email inbox. What are some cool tech tools I can use? Two tips. Instructional technology. Number one, schedule dedicated time to process emails and notifications. Rather than checking emails and notifications every time one arrives, it's better to schedule specific times during the day to read and respond to your messages. That's why I turn off email notifications on my phone. It's way too distracting for me to have those pop up all the time. Instead, consider scheduling blocks of time throughout the day to address emails and notifications. To avoid issues related to perfectionism that might keep you from moving on to other tasks, set reasonable time limits to dedicate to this task. Some people like to set a digital timer on their phone or use a tool like Classroom Screen to use the timer in that to help monitor the the time that they're spending on email. If you do this, decide how much time you'll need and then block out 10 or 15-minute chunks of time, either before school, during lunch, after school, maybe in the evening, whatever works for you to respond to that incoming communication. Make it a habit and then try to stick to that allotted amount of time. Number two, keep your inbox to a minimum. Yes, I know, it's easier said than done. Still, there are some strategies that can help. One strategy is to respond to the quick ones right away. Get them off your list. If it's quick, but you really don't want to go into it until later, you can also take advantage of the Delay Send option available in many email platforms. In Gmail, it's really convenient. It's on the drop-down arrow right on the Send button. Pick your Delay Send time and date, and then click Send. It won't actually go until the designated time that you picked. If you receive a complicated email that will take a while to process, then it's probably a good idea to send a really quick reply that you received the message and you'll respond to it within a certain amount of time, maybe 24 hours. This will reduce the number of follow-up messages that you get asking if you got the first message. For less urgent emails that will take some time, consider adding them to a to-do task list. Maybe they're not urgent, but they're going to take a while. You can then use digital tools like Google Keep, TaskAid, or digital sticky notes to create and manage task lists. You can also use email snooze or flag features to remind yourself to get back to it later. Gmail has a snooze option, and Outlook allows you to flag messages for follow-up. One of my favorite strategies is to label, file, or archive messages that I want to keep for reference, but I also don't want filling up my inbox. Almost all email programs let you create labels or folders, and then you can tag those emails or move them into the folders for future reference. They're still there, but they're out of sight, which can really help calm the anxiety of seeing 300 messages or more sitting in your inbox. As a digital learning specialist, I once saw a teacher with over 100,000 emails. She literally had never deleted or filed a single one. Now, for me, that's really overwhelming. And it was getting to her as well. She asked me to help her clean that out. And of course, the cleanest way to keep your inbox to a manageable level is to delete any emails you no longer need. If your inbox is like mine, at least 75% of the messages are junk mail or spam. The first thing I do is scan through and delete those. That helps me see the important emails that were hiding in the mess. Of course, sometimes important emails can go to your spam folder as well, so you probably want to check that every so often. But spam filters really do a pretty good job of helping to reduce the junk mail. Number three, automate the process. Almost all email systems allow you to set up filter rules. Some, like Gmail, allow you to turn on automatic categories for primary inbox, social media email, and promotions, or junk mail. It's not for everyone, but personally, I love this setup. Nearly all the junk mail goes straight to either the social or the promotion tab. I keep my view set on the main inbox and then check the other two maybe once per week. It really helps reduce the clutter. If you have email subscriptions that you want to keep, but you'd rather not see them clogging up your main inbox every day, you can set up filter rules to automatically move those incoming emails to a folder. This is really slick for subscriptions like listservs where you want to stay informed, but on your schedule. You can have those go straight to the folder and then you can go check that folder periodically. And number four, do your part to help reduce the email overload in your system. Before you click send, ask yourself, is this email really necessary? Be especially aware of this if you're sending to a large email group. Does everyone in that group really need this message? If not, maybe it's better not to send it. Also avoid using the reply all, unless you really believe everyone needs to read that message. One of my favorites is when composing your email, include a clear and descriptive subject line. Recipients should be able to tell the content of your email just at a glance. At my previous school, we came up with a code system we'd put key words in square brackets in the subject line to tip off the receiver as to what that message was about and how urgent it was to read. For example, we'd use words like, please reply, urgent, due Friday, for reference only and action required, to give the message context and also a degree of urgency. If it said due Friday and I got it Monday, I'd know I wouldn't have to look at it maybe till Wednesday or Thursday. When writing the message itself, of course, keep it as short as possible. People will appreciate you for it. How do I use, do I use integration inspiration? Integration ideas. As a bonus tip, you might consider using something like ChatGPT or another AI tool to help you compose your messages. I've had colleagues who swear it saved them hours. They'd provide the critical details and then ask the chatbot to compose an email for them. With a little revision and tweaking, they had their message. Microsoft Outlook is even building ChatGPT right into the program for ease of access. Even without ChatGPT, the predictive text suggestions you get in programs like Gmail can really save you time. The little phrase pops up in gray, you hit tab, and there it is. While these tips might not get you fully released from email jail, they can help. And as valuable as time is in our busy days, Every little bit helps. To learn more about today's topic and explore other free resources, visit avidopenaccess.org. I'd especially encourage you to check out the article titled, Manage Your Communication, Emails and Notifications. And of course, be sure to join Rena Winston and me every Wednesday for our full-length podcast, Unpacking Education, where we are joined by exceptional guests and explore education topics that are important to you. Thanks for listening. Take care. And thanks for all you do. You make a difference.